In the dark days of Britain, long ago, in a time of heroes, magic and dragons, one boy would rise above the warring nation, bring it together under one banner and rule as the one true king. He is Arthur, and he is a bit of a git. Arthur, whoa, Arthur, whoa. Chapter 5, in which Arthur and Uther, having struck a deal with Sir Ramek the Fragile, to exchange Uther's goat souvlaki cart, formerly a milk and mead cart, for a hefty sum and a map to the flute witch's home, which was a 20-minute walk, give or take, all of this in hopes to retrieve the pipe of pied and rid the farming village of the garden gnome plague, which bedevils its citizens so. We join Arthur and Uther about 15 minutes into their 20-minute journey, give or take. Uther, do you also smell sweet confections, or am I about to seize? Uh, no, lad. I, as well, am being inundated with the sweet aroma of baked goods and a mild hint of skunk. As our two heroes draw closer to the lair of the flute witch, there's indeed a sweet aroma. But with good reason. You see, it is in the nature of all witches, both good and evil, to build their homes out of sugary confections, and the flute witch was no exception. I will note here for posterity that although German witches would later take credit for the invention of the gingerbread house, it is indeed British witches to which are due the credit. As early witch refugees landed in England, they came to realize rather quickly that the damp weather was not conducive to building entire homes of sweet delicacies. Thus, they bought simple, modest shacks and would build miniature replica homes of gingerbread to remind them of their proud architectural heritage. But I digress. The flute witch's home was primarily constructed of special brownies and gummies. As Arthur and Uther approached the brownie dwelling, they were greeted by the flute witch herself. Hurry up! You're late! Hansel and Gretel have already laid out brunch for you, and it's getting cold! Ah! What sorcery is this? Arthur, be on guard. It is the flute witch! She has the power to see our future, for how else would she know that we were coming? Get behind me, lad! She clearly has powers that we mere mortals cannot begin to fathom. Oh, I live at the top of a hill, and I've seen you coming up the path for the last 15 minutes, give or take. I'm a witch, not a bloody fortune teller. Uther and Arthur turned to see the path leading up the hill that they now stood upon. Oh, oh. It was still unsettling. Good eyes for an old gal. 
I've got ears too. Oh, just come in. My apologies. I think she can read our thoughts. I'm not a telepath, you wanker. Arthur and Uther follow the flute witch into her delicious abode. Inside, they are greeted by a large table sprawled with many colourful confectionery delights. My word, is this to be brunch? Mother never let me taste sweets. She said that sweets were the devil's food cake. Bah! Your mother shouldn't talk. After all, she is a godless... Tart! Oh, I do so love a well-crafted butter tart. Uh, 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 yes, well, well, help yourself. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, yes, your mother has a... Delightful singing hiney! Oh, indeed. Uh, it's a lovely cookie. As I was saying, she has a tendency to sell her services to... What a dick! A prostitute! Your mother is a prostitute! A what? A prostitute! Huh? A bint! Oh! Oh! How dare you! You manky old turkey wattle! You take that back! Oh, take it back when your mother refunds my Venus nipples for services not rendered. Arthur unsheathes Excalibur. I'll render you! All right, all right. <coughs> Enough! My mother has no bit! Yes, yes, but... She sells her body for fine cuisine. But not milk and meat, right? That's a lie! It makes a mild amount of sense. But you're lying, you... you liar! This conversation is getting quite out of hand. You're both being quite foul, and this is an odd moment for exposition about Arthur's mother. You've spotted Dick on your chin. Yes, yes, regardless. Wipe that knob off your chin and mind your own business. This type of conversation is quite inappropriate in the company of children. To wit, where are the children? We are here to fetch them on behalf of Sir Ramick. Hansel and Gretel shall not be leaving. Once I had them for dinner, it was hard for them to leave. You ate the children? I did what now? How would they have made this lovely brunch if I had eaten them? Seriously, Uther, your bigotry towards witches is getting out of hand. At that moment, the kitchen door swung open. Two small children dressed in lederhosen and a dirndl, accented with tiny chef's hats, entered the room, carrying trays of freshly prepared baked goods. A brunching is a serving. Time for munching on the brunching. See, here are my prized pupils now. But you, you said that you had them for dinner. Yeah, she had us for dinner, and it was so delicious that we had her to teach us the artistry of the pastry bakings. But your father has been awaiting your return for quite some time. <laughs> My father is a nincompoop. Yeah, father is a whitschlapping, a billige stuck scheiße. <laughs> I don't know what those words mean, but they do not seem warranted. Oh, it... Oh, it means that he is a fool and a wimp, a loiter sack, a cheap piece of... Oh, never mind. Oh, well, then, yes, that's fair. Though concerning to hear it from the mouths of children, but fair. 
So, as you can see, the children are safe and sound in learning a trade. Their pathetic father could have come up a hill any time he wanted to to check on them, but he'd have to get off his lazy duff and exercise those weak little spindles he calls legs. Yeah, we don't want to be a lazy person like father, so we ask Madame Child Ingester to teach us her trade. Yeah, we shall be the special brownie vendors. Special brownie vendors? The biggest profit is in edibles, you see. This makes no sense. In the last chapter, we were informed that you were an expert in musical instrument repair, not a heinous drug dealer. Oh, get off your high horse, Uther. It's not like you've never partaken in the sticky icky. Well, I... What's a sticky icky? Oh, you poor sheltered boy. The chronic, the Mary Jane, the wacky tabacky. The words of a rambling loony. I have no idea what you're talking about. But if you do not fix musical instruments, then why did Sir Ramek send his children to you to repair the pipe of pied? Because he's an idiot. I'm Dummkopf. I'm Saublod. So you cannot repair it? It was never broken. It's not a musical pipe. It's not even magical. It's just a hash pipe. A hash pipe? Oh, dear lad, you truly are a git. A hash pipe is used to inhale the smoke from a very useful and multi-purpose herb called marijuana. Mother says that those herbs are the devil's lettuce, and she hates regular lettuce, never mind the satanic variety. Well, your mother is an uninformed manky twat. My mother is not a manky, you buggery old driggle-draggle. Language! At this point, I will skip ahead, as this round of terribly inappropriate insults will only be funny or inappropriate to the British listeners, and we have an international audience that we don't want to confuse. With all that said, the banter came to an abrupt end when Arthur declared, My mother's dead! Um, right then. I forgot that uh, you think that. I don't think that. Mother was killed by a beanstalk. I saw it all happen. That's only half correct. How can that only be half correct? I witnessed her gruesome demise with mine own two eyes. Yes. Well, if you bothered to look up, you would have seen that your mother was merely lifted several hundred kilometers into the air on a giant leaf. Your mother is very much alive and off gallivanting on her own adventure. What? How do you know this? Tell me, which? She wrote me a letter. It arrived by carrier pigeon yesterday. Ooh. The flute witch produced a small scroll from within the folds of her skirt. It read as follows. <gasps> what? Where did that come from? It came from my pocket, obviously. My skirt has pockets. What? Pockets? In a skirt? This is very dark wizardry. Very dark wizardry indeed. Malicious sorcery. It's witchery. I'm a witch. Respect my pronoun. Uh, you could say it's stitchery. Ha! Isn't a wizard just a male witch? Exactly. 
Exactly. She's a witch, not a sorcerer or a wizard. Then what's the difference between a witch and a sorcerer? A witch is born human and learns witchcraft. A sorcerer is born a sorcerer, uses magic intuitively, and studies with a master. Uh, Not to be confused with a sorceress, which is purely fictional. Moving along, the latter. She is so wise. That's clearly a a necromancy. Shut Shut up! Just trying to help. As I was saying, dearest child in jester, I am writing to inform you that my half-witted git of a son, Arthur, brought home some alleged magic beans, caused the complete destruction of my home, the death of my sweet little chicken, Mirica. A drum fell upon her. Uh, It has also left me stranded on a beanstalk above the clouds. And so I will not be able to service you this Saturday as planned. But I do thank you for the Venus nipples. They have sustained me for the last few days. (gasps) My mother is a bint. Quiet, I'm reading. If you so happen to see my saddle goose of a son, give him a right good slap on the back of his bloody noggin. Ow! Damn it! Sorry. Uh, And thrice more. Ow! Seriously! Stop! Bollocks, lady! Sorry. Uh, Even a bit like your mum knows best. You're strong for an old doorbell. I'm only 23! Ooh. Jerks. You live off nothing but sugar and marijuana and see how time treats you. Like a prune on a windowsill, that's how. Uh, um, yes, uh, back to the matter at hand. How is it that a hashpipe has been keeping the garden gnomes at bay for all this time? It gives them a mellow. A mellow? A mellow what? Sit right down and I'll explain, dear fellow. The perfect bud produces a delightful lingering mellow. You need moist potting soil to grow the perfect bud. A measured amount of moisture, not water till it's mud. This hash pipe in good condition evokes mellow disposition, rosy eyes, happy thoughts, eat snacks, or sorts. The hash is black and somewhat sticky. Removes all doubt and makes you witty. Reduces pain and your anxiety. Stenchful smelly. That's right, children. Take a hit, it rights our wrongs. And then we sing the hash pipe song. Come on, Zing. Sing it with us. This hash pipe is in good condition. It evokes mellow disposition. Rosy eyes, happy thoughts, eat snacks, all sorts. The hash is black, it's kind of sticky. Removes all doubt and makes you witty. Reduces pain and your anxiety. Stengeful, smelly. 
Take, Take a, a hit, it's rights or wrongs, and then we sing the hash pipe song. Because a pipe filled with hashish makes the Gundams calm down in a not-so-dreadful way. So if I am to understand... To solve the gnome plague we have at hand. Oh, Uther, please stop. Yes, your voice is harsh in my mellow. Uh, um, yes. So, basically, we hand this pipe to the gnomes and everything goes back as it was? Well, it's up to the piper applied from there. He simply needs to light it up and form a smoking circle. Pass the pipe around to the gnomes and the dope will do the rest. Um, the hash, that is, not ceramic. But was the pipe not cracked? I patched it with some beeswax. It'll be fine. <laughs> Wonder of wonders. Oh, Uther, you are easily impressed. Truly. Well, I... Here, take the pipe and this yuck skin of hash. Remember to tell Ceramic to use one hit every 24 hours. Many thanks, madam. Come now, Uther, we must make haste to the village of Pied. And with that, Arthur and Uther set forth to the village of Pied, their stash and the village's salvation in hand. Farewell, dimwits! As Arthur and Uther turn to wave in thanks to the flute witch and her young apprentices, they easily brush off the mild guilt of leaving the children in the care of a woman who is clearly a narcotics distributor. I do feel a mild guilt for leaving those children behind in the care of a woman who is clearly a narcotics distributor. I'm good with it. Ceramic was right. They're bastards. Join us next time as Arthur and Uther join forces with Ceramic to rid the village of Pied from the vegetable crop ravaging garden gnome horde. Bah! Why would they join forces with Einhornhocks? Ja, Reinweed. What are you doing? Strohkopf. <laughs> ja, unquart und Scheitel. Get out of here, you muckspouts. Auf Wiedersehen, Hoppelmann.